All right, hi, Luke. Hi. Hello, Brandon. How's that wine? It's, uh, it's good. It's better out of the bottle. We're drinking Chardonnay directly out of a bottle, and it doesn't have a cork in it because it costs $4 a bottle. Uh, from South Africa, though. Yeah, so plug right now. We're going to start off. I don't know. I don't know we don't have any sponsors, but we're going to say Akasi, South African, $4 wine. Highly recommended. Yeah, good vintage, 2015. It was a good year. I didn't get laid that year, so. It's a little sharp, but uh, because you weren't drinking any of that wine. I guess that's probably true. I don't know who that was. Yeah, that was just, sounded like Spectral Jeff. Yeah, sounded like something because we haven't introduced anyone, so there's right. no reason for anyone else to speak. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's kind of crazy. But anyways, how you doing, Luke? I'm good. It feels like we've been a while. it's been a while. I mean, it always feels that way because we're bad at making a schedule. <laughs> <laughs> well, because well, last one was t- a two-parter. So yeah, that's true. I also still have to release the mini-sode, which hopefully we'll do this week. Okay, but cool. I'm I'm tired and lazy. Yeah. A lot of good stuff has happened. We yeah. got plugged in The Guardian. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like, that, they have, like, 5 million followers on Twitter. They're a major uh, news outlet for the UK. So we yeah. gained tons of uh, listeners in Ireland and uh, UK. Oh, we did? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was great yeah. reading when you sent me that article because it was, like, it shouted out Obama's... No, no, no. No, no Hillary's no. podcast. Hillary podcast. And then says Stephen... Uh, like Stephen Hawking being a guest on some podcast. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was like Stephen King being a guest on something. Oh, I thought it was Stephen Hawking. Maybe Stephen Hawking. I don't even know the difference anymore. You know, <laughs> they're both aging, right? Yeah, it was some aging. And then it was like Freakonomics, Internet yeah. Explorer, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton. and then us. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. So shout out to Melissa Locker. You are my favorite British lady. You're you are the true princess. Fuck Princess Diana. Wow. I'm you. I'm not saying it should have been you, but I'm saying you should be a princess. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're awesome. So yeah. thank you. Welcome all the new European listeners. Yeah. Uh, pretty awesome. I was born um, in America, but I lived in England. Really? Yeah. Did you like it there? Yeah. Yeah. England's awesome. Was it spooky? You know, what was spookier than England was Scotland. I lived in Scotland and um, I lived on like a farm for a couple of years with my parents and my brother when he was really young. And my mom told me like years after that she was convinced that the place was haunted. Um, there was this giant like heavy bolted door that apparently often would just swing open and then slam shut. And my mom would like think it was my dad coming from work and go and there would be nobody there. But um, my mom thought that was haunted. And then there was also this bridge. We, we used to go on walks when I was little and it was literally called Spooky Bridge. That was nice. the name of the bridge. It was this creepy old little like spooky bridge yeah (laughs) i i wrote story i like wrote stories about it like animated little storybooks about the ghost of spooky bridge and stuff that's a really great name just fuck it just go for it no spooky bridge how about that how about that i know what we'll call this yeah we'll call spooky bridge spooky bridge i'm going to bed whatever (laughs) who gives a shit yeah um see what other podcast news i almost died uh recording this podcast oh nice uh so um i don't know if i told you um so I went to Owen Linder's parents' house right, yeah. to record an uh, interview with his dad about the Predator films. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're eating dinner. And uh, I say, um, we're eating corn on the cob. I'm like, oh, I haven't had corn on the cob for like a year and a half, probably longer. And right as I say that, I start choking on corn on the cob in front of his parents. How do you choke on corn on the cob? I don't know, man. I Did don't you, know. Like, put they're it all niblets. In, in your mouth? No, that's what everyone you? asked me, but I was just, they're just little tiny... I don't know. It just went down the wrong pipe. Yeah. I start choking, making fucked up noises. Owen has to give me the Heimlich. 
in front of his parents. Like, I just miss his parents and immediately just almost die. Wow. And his dad picks up the phone and, like, he's, like, about to call, like, 911, but he doesn't. And then after it, it goes down and they come up and no one's like, why didn't you call the cops to grab the phone? He's like, I thought you guys were, you're both comedians. I thought you were pulling a gag. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck, man? That, I thought you almost die in every podcast interview you do. Yeah, so it was embarrassing, but you know, if I died, it would have been in pursuit of, you know, something noble. Yeah, I think. Was that recorded on the minisode? Are we gonna be able <laughs> no. to hear you choking? I would burn that so yeah. fast. Never. Well, I'm glad you're all right. But we are recording in uh, the final resting place of the uh, Rock House Studio. Yeah, moved in. It is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Spectral Jeff, his uh, essence has been reinstalled into an air conditioner. Yeah. Um, we're going to try to figure out how to get him to work those sound boards, but he keeps messing with the AC. Yeah, he's kind of just turning the AC yeah. on and off, so that's kind of annoying. So you might hear some things happening uh, you know, on the podcast. Don't mind it. He's acting up. Um, but we do have a guest. Would you Five, like to intro our guest? Four. One, Rob, a.k.a. Yeah. Supercilious. Is yeah. it my turn to talk now? You come on in, buddy. Hi, guys. He just walked in. Just came in? I'm sorry I'm so late. <laughs> hey, you're off the, the boat from Colorado. Yeah, I just flew in here. Boy, is my airplane tired. <laughs> Dude, that's a good joke, man. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is solid. You flying high. I'm going to take that if that's cool. Yeah, I... Wa- I um. It was a it was a great flight. Nice, yeah. I I made it. No issues at all. I mean, we went up and then came back down. It took a long time. Yeah, but you know, uh, flights fl- flying is tight. Flying is tight. So you're in a good podcast mood. You're ready. You're oh primed. yeah, yeah. My cast. We like we you like got a good guests for to be just exhausted. My, my pod is jet lagged. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, just angry. Yeah, I'm so, about to turn into a werewolf. Ooh, <laughs> I like him throat. Yeah, yeah, so as they call Rob and I used to, we hosted a radio show for a brief time together. We did it with our friends Connor and Rich of the Brain Trust on an unregular radio. We went in there one day and then we just kind of took over and yeah. did it. Yeah, they stopped yeah, coming. We just, kept sh- <laughs> we just kept showing up. We just kept showing up and they just kept turning the mics on. So yeah. we just kept talking on the airwaves. Yeah. yeah it's good to be back on the mic. Now, we're, now we're here. Now yeah, it's come full our, circle. our beards are thicker, our hair yeah. is longer. Our shirts are, fit us a little tighter. A little, a little tighter. Because <laughs> it's the same shirt. <laughs> so we have the same shirts. Keep... What What was the radio station? What was it on? On regular yeah. radio? Oh, I, right, know, was, I know that. Yeah, that was the show, I guess. I don't know what the where. It was It was like downtown. Yeah, it was a station downtown, almost Chinatown, like yeah. downtown crossing. Doesn't that guy Dex have something yeah. to do with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know Dex. Yeah, we're from, oh, yeah, cool. you know Dex too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew him for a long, long time, time ago. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a long, long, long time. He's a special boy. X clown. That guy. Uh, yeah, I think he's uh, X. He's definitely well, a current he's clown. He's <laughs> definitely a. You're a clown for life. That I guess. is. Yeah. You that's do not, not something uh, you leave behind. He definitely doesn't can't opt out of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shout out Dex. We gotta yeah. hit. We he would be great to have. He lives in New Orleans now. Really? He so he I, the last time I saw Dex, I'm was sure he's this, having no fun there. No, it's supposed to be a terrible place to go and to live. But um, he, last time I saw him was at this festival in New Hampshire in the summer, and he just got picked up to go on tour with Marilyn Manson and um, Slipknot, I think it was. I know it was Marilyn Manson. 
Um, doing clown stuff? No, just like doing production stuff. Oh, yeah. them. And he offered me a gig. He called me one morning and he's like, hey, um, do you want to come and be the bass tech for Marilyn Manson's tour in South South America and like Brazil? And I was like, um, yeah. <laughs> like, And they were like, all you need is a passport. And um, I was like, yeah, you know, absolutely. What's, you know, when's the weekend? He's like, yeah, it's just uh, September like 5th to the 11th. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so that's a segue into a, a festival that all three of us are performing at this weekend. Yeah. I mean, this will come out after, but we are right, all yeah. at Great North with yeah. our own things. Uh, yeah. Luke's band Le Special is playing. Super mm-hmm. Silius is playing. And I'll be doing comedy there. Yeah. Um, hopefully we'll record a podcast there too with Space Jesus. Yep. That's the plan. Um, nice. Yeah. It should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. It's my first uh, hippie festival experience yeah. is it offensive to say hippie festival do people get turned off by that it's more the, that? the term is more wook now um, wook no you've the, explained the nor- that a little bit well that's more of before. a con- it's more of a con- like a confirmed thing you know it's yeah. like i don't know it's an evolution yeah hippie it's sort of like a hit like hipster you call somebody a hippie like i'm not a hippie and it's okay like, but it's like right, you know yeah. in the heart you are though it's like we're both at the fish concert. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you don't have to. You don't have to hide. You don't have yeah. to. You don't have to yeah. hide, buddy. Yeah. 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 I was just uh, passing over here. Call a stone yeah. a stone, man. You yeah. Know? Yeah. All right. But that's cool. That's cool that we're all gonna. We'll all be there. I'm gonna play bass in Rob's band. We're doing the Super Silliest Life band. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, your set though is the is the funniest. I, yes, I, I truly I, hope so. I really doubt it, yeah. man. I don't have high hopes. We'll see what happens. So you, like, uh, Owen is performing too with you? Yes. You uh, And Malin as well? Yes, me, uh, Owen Linders, Malin Pavletic, Jordan hendren Seavey, Nick Ortolani, and Katie McCarthy. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's so cool yeah. they're doing that there. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. It's an experiment. We'll see you can as it should be. As yeah, that's what the festivals are for. Hopefully there's like a chance for like some rogue performances in between. Yeah. Um. You know, well, you can just go. Well, you can I'll do let what you we tell do. a joke during my set. Yeah, yeah, yeah hell yeah. <laughs> well, we just walk All around right. and tell jokes at most festivals anyway. You can do that. Oh, I can't. I mean, yeah, yeah, you I can just crack so. jokes at other people's. I didn't know you've never been yeah. to one of these things before. I've never been to a, a festival like this before. Oh, uh, we're gonna have some. We're gonna have fun. Yeah, yeah. We'll show you how we do it. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to experiment and become, uh, you know, an adult. Yeah. You're gonna be changed. Myself. Yeah, you know that band Boys to Men. Heard of them? Yeah. They're it's not playing, be... but it's what it's gonna feel like. Oh man! All right. right. The, the concept. All right, man. I'm ready yeah. to come. I'm ready to go to my cocoon. Yeah. Come out. You know. Yeah. I can't wait to see what you become there. I'm gonna be a wook. It's supposed to be a full moon as well. Is oh, it really? Oh, uh, nice. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm tr- I'm trying to bring everything full circle. <laughs> you know. Like a moon. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, today's topic is going to be uh, a werewolf movie yeah. before that do you want to talk about uh werewolf movies in general a little bit yeah um i werewolves are my favorite movie monster really they are 100 percent. but mm. there's not uh the catalog i feel like to back up yeah werewolves in general as like a a creature which I is have disappointing a, i have me. an interesting theory why what Here, why no, is let's that let's talk yeah, bring, what, come come yeah. closer yeah how's this yeah, perfect very cool um. Yeah. When I was when I was watching uh uh the the American Werewolf um in London again today, I started realizing when I was saying how I I, I see these characters through a very different like psychological and societal lens than I did the first time I saw the film. You know, ten fifteen years ago, um, and it became, I, like maybe because I'm I'm definitely very far 
out of it now, but it it like became very apparent that werewolf is is a a metaphor for puberty, and that all of these these films they're they're sort of exploring the like the 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 shock and the surprise of these changes happening to a young man's body, and it's sort of like it's almost like the the like having this you know it's all it's all it's like almost like condescending and derogative where it's like once once a month on the full moon like a, a man like a man tra- transforms into something like hideous it's like the masculinization of like ha- having a period you know sure. so it's like mm-hmm. it's um which you know is off often references you know the mo- the moon and the cycles and all that mm-hmm. as well it's it's almost have you ever seen ginger snaps no you should it's that's pretty much it's uh Lady werewolves, but it's a little more on the nose for like uh, p- the puberty connection mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I do definitely agree that is definitely um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. We'll edit this out and I'll record me saying the word. <laughs> saying the word, yeah. That I think. What would take uh, note every time he says we'll edit this out? I never do. You'll hear that in the episode. Oh, yeah, know. you hear it in the episode because <laughs> I'm just going to be like, I'm going to go through this with a fine teeth comb and then I'm just like bored of hearing myself. It's the only that. reason people know that it's okay to say something like that is because right. no one's ever edited that sentence out. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but also, I feel like sometimes it, it means it's kind of used to show how there's like anger inside of a human being and like the the... The true beast, the true anger that you have is shown like when you're a werewolf, like in the movie, like wolf and stuff like that. Like, Mm -hmm. like you uh, exact out like revenge on people and stuff like that who have wronged you as a werewolf or like silver Mm -hmm. bullets sometimes, you know? Yeah. I mean, I haven't uh, explored too much of as to like the mythology and like the silver bullets and, you know, all the the ways in which you necessarily deal with werewolves, but especially just watching American Werewolf in London. Um, it's like the whole, all of his transformations like happen to be revolving around him, like having sex with his doctor, you know? And like the whole, like literally, I also, you know, just from a writing standpoint, I don't really like the way she's written. She pretty much serves to, like her character only exists to like want to fuck him. It's like, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. I kind of liked her. I liked Alex, the nurse. She serves no other purpose other than to constantly tell this dude that he's, she's attracted to him. Yeah, but she does. But like, I think they humanize like, her a bit when they show her with the kids. Like she has like a good rapport with the kids, like the little Indian kid that's like, yeah, no. It's, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that. I think relationship's cute. Yeah, I, I think I have yeah, their relationship's good enough where it's not just it's not just like eh, like you root for the guy because their relationship is kind of like endearing and cute and like when she's like I've only been with seven men I I'm not sure what I'm trying to say right it's like, but it's like that's <laughs> but like the reason why their sentence is like that's what the whole film is about the fir- the whole yeah. the first the first thing they talk about on film they're talking about fucking some right, girl yeah. that he doesn't even like know or care about that he and he's never even done that before you know right. the whole movie is about yeah. is about exploring this new sexuality i mean it's yeah it's, it's definitely a big theme it's it? i mean it's you couldn't you could infer that he that the uh i don't know why i'm blanking on his his name david yeah that he was a virgin david because the way he's talking about uh, yeah. that first so in that after he gets out of the hospital when he's starting to have these delusions about the changes in his body and then he has sex for the first time and then he becomes a werewolf and it's yeah. like I don't know. There's this way. It's like there's all. There's almost like there's rarely moments where there aren't parallels. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I can, I can get on board with that. And I see it's like you know, it's like the whole like the hairy palms, you know. It's like it's the you know seventies right. and eighties. <laughs> like people, like people had really weird views about you know sex and master, especially boy mm-hmm. masturbation. You know, like that's why that you have movies like Teen Wolf, and it's like it's always right. it's always about like the the right. cha- like the changing bodies Sexual and awakening. hair yeah. growing in weird places that it never grew before. <laughs> you know, like that's the whole thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I guess I would say we're already getting into it. So how about you read the? Oh yeah. Dude. So let's uh, play the Throwing music. Get into it. Let's do, do the uh, synopsis, and we'll get into it in official pass. Cool. Okay. So. London is from 1981. It is directed by the one and only John Landis. And um, the uh, synopsis from IMDb is two American college students on a walking tour of Britain are attacked by a werewolf that none of the locals will admit exists. And um, yeah, it stars David Naughton as a David Kessler, uh, Jenny Agutter, Agutter, I'm not sure, nurse Alex Price. Um, and then uh, Griffin Dunn is <clears throat> Jack uh, Goodman, I think is his name. Jack Goodman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know any other any other movies anyone else has been in except for the guy who played David was in this movie called Hot Dog. Okay. Um, you know that movie or uh, you know that episode of South Park where they're skiing. The friend you got why yeah, you, like you the don't save, don't like French fry. I don't French fry. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's hot dog. The movie a lot of it is from like that. Oh really? Shit. A lot of those that skiing shit is like references that, to hot dog movies. It's I, a skiing what? like teen comedy. Oh really? Yeah, I, I feel like that, that whole episode Aspen. It's called yeah. just A S S P E N. I feel like that whole episode is um, an homage to a lot of eight because there's the Total Recall reference in that yeah, movie. Yeah. There's <laughs> also the Pet Cemetery guy. Yeah, look, look at the Quado. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. start to react. Yeah. But, but yeah. That, uh, but a side note, that is one of my favorite South Park episodes. It is great. Aspen. Um, also, John Landis, of course, legendary director um, for comedy. Yeah. Though, uh, which there is a lot of in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's one thing but, I was going to say. It's, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's like, it's constantly, fu- it's like, it's the, 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 me- the ways in which the film tries to scare you. It's, it's very separate from the fact that it's like, yeah. it's, 
really clever and really really like i thought was laughing yeah and i didn't realize that when i when i was a kid i i grew up watching this movie um my dad was a big john landis fan i mean he kind of raised me on the the john landis trifecta of his movies before this were animal house and blues brothers and then it was america world in london so those are like three of my favorite movies grew up watching them and this movie to me as a kid was just a horror movie this movie scared the shit out of me i had like perpetual nightmares from this movie um, particularly the hospital fantasies of like those weird, um, like SS looking soldiers with yeah, the masks and when they're all like gunning oh, up. Oh yeah. The, like stormtrooper. Yeah. Like that yeah. shit, man, that would like something about that scene as a kid, I would wake up in the middle of the night in cold sweats from that scene. That scene, something about it really like struck. It's horrifying. It they really is. His throat, they kill his yeah, brother, there's little brother really and sister. Bloody and gory. So it, it the whole movie is bloody and gory and, and scary, but you don't realize, I think, until you're older. I just look at it as a fucking scary horror movie, but it's clearly a, a, also a comedy. And But it, the, what's so good I about mean, it is he strikes the balance between the horror and the comedy. Yeah. I think the way because all put it was perfect. It's, it's separate. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't do horror comedy as separate things. They kind of try to make the horror funny too, but it's just right. like... It's it's there's funny parts and yeah. then it's like straight fucking scary stuff. Right. Like well, the, like the mechanisms yeah. are different. Yeah. Like it's way more like a lot of the the scary stuff in in this movie is is very like sound based. It's a lot of like jump scares, sort of like Brah! you know, and then like his face will change for like half a second. But like the 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 comedy comes from like his his buddy coming back as a ghost with like his face half like torn off and he's just like joking around in the hospital room david just, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah just the way that they interact it's it's almost uh like surreal and like absurd like the humor comes from the absurdity of the situation not because it's like uh he slipped on a banana peel you yeah know? yeah right. i love i love when they talk when him and his uh yeah when, his when, when he comes back to him and and those are the best and some of the the makeup is, is he's slowly yeah. it's like getting more away. like green yeah oh yeah when he's like, when like he's old green. greg yeah yeah, the, the the makeup is amazing. Uh, Rick Baker, Rick Baker, yeah. Um, special effects, God. Yeah. Um, he did such an amazing job with this movie. Yeah. Uh, like I guess originally John Landis, well, well, Rick Baker wanted to do bipedal werewolf, which is my favorite. I prefer bipedal standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah standing up. Yeah, instead of all fours. But John Landis insisted, um, uh, like a hellhound, right? Kind of idea. And the transformation scene is, I think. Is my favorite werewolf. It's really cool. It's It's really cool. It is terrifying. Because the benchmark for every werewolf movie is the transformation scene. They all try to make that like the big howdy do. And yeah, that's really did. And what was the was there a werewolf movie? There was like three werewolf movies that came because this came out in eighty one, and there was like three big. There there was. Wolf was later, right? Yes, with Nicholson, maybe, but but also was the Howling. The Howling. That was when I was right before it because Rick Baker. So, uh, so Rick Baker and John Landis, they had decided they would do American Werewolf in London, but American Werewolf in London seemed like it was never going to happen. So Rick Baker, he got all the ideas to make this transformation, mm-hmm. and then he didn't think the movie was going to happen, so he got signed up to do The Howling. So then he's working oh, on The Howling, um, and then John Landis found out, and he's like, hey, we're doing American Werewolf in London, and he's like, I'm on The Howling, and then he's like, you piece of shit. Like, he, like, lost his mind. He's like, you son of a bitch, this is is for me. You learned that from my movie. And he's like, fine, fine, I'll leave. And his protege was uh, Rob Boutine, uh, who did all the special effects for The Thing. Like, this was his first movie working solo. And if you watch, like, the Howling transformation scene, there's a lot of stuff that's similar, but still, you can tell it's kind of, like, 
not Rob quite Poutine as good. style and not definitely not as good. They linger a lot yeah. too on the wrong shit. I feel right. like, but Rick Baker, man, out of control. Yeah, that that seems into. And you, you know what's the one thing too that I really love about it with John Landis is he directed the Thriller uh, video. Really? I'm yeah. pretty sure, yep. right? Absolutely, he did. And Rick yeah. Baker did the special and, effects. And Rick Baker did all the special. Yeah. And there's a lot of similarities. There's like the, when Michael okay. Jackson turned yeah. into the zombie and stuff. And there's so... I was obsessed with Thriller as a kid. I would watch it. I would watch it on the my v, VCR player. And when it's it was done, I would rewind it and just rewatch it. Yeah, like the extended one. The but best. there's a lot of similarities between that and this. It's like the, the atmospheric wise the, and stuff. The turn, like eyes the yellow, yellow eyes, yeah. exactly. And just like the fog machines and the creepy things kind of coming into frame, like... I mean that that video is incredible, you know. Like, so I think John Landis did that first, and then I think he, he did it after because I think did it after. I think oh yeah, because Michael Jackson saw the movie, then wanted John Landis oh, because yeah. of that. Yeah, because I guess Thriller was later mm-hmm. in the '80s. Yeah, but yeah. still, best music video of all time. Agreed. 100%. Agreed. Yeah, and John Landis. But uh, I absolutely love this movie, and I as like what we were talking about before, especially for uh, for horror and comedy um i think it was the perfect way to do it and i think more people for like doing horror comedies and stuff like that should aim for that idea like i would like to be scared i don't want the the horror to be super funny right you know what i mean i want i I, I like them separate I, I guess this makes a movie strong. I feel like yeah. the, the only people that can really like get down the horror comedy is like John Landis and Sam Raimi. Like, there's really nobody else I can think of. But even in the Evil Dead, it's like the horror is funny. You know, like all like yeah, the excessive sometimes. blood and thing. You know, like but that's but it's not scary. That's the thing. Like, well, Evil Dead, I think, is scary. But right, I, I think the original Evil Dead is scarier than Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness. Uh, yeah, I mean, like at a certain point, like the the lot like horror movie like horror movies don't have to be scary you know like army of darkness of course right not yeah not a that's scary not movie. scary that's, that's, but it's that's straight 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 that. comedy I, yeah you know like what, what I, it's, it's hard but still right yeah. yeah it's interesting the balance that he gets in this movie it really it's, it's like you just don't really see it much no. ever anymore you know i can't I was, even like think yeah i was of trying to describe movie. it to someone else earlier today when i was talking about how i was gonna come do this and it was like yeah it's like it's it's a it's a really weird movie but like not like a not it's not like a weird movie. It's just like it's it's done really differently, and it's it's done in a way that it it doesn't feel like it's trying to reference other styles. Like if you were gonna make a werewolf movie today, there it's impossible. It's a, you, you, you can't, can't do it. You can't make it original. You can't. Yeah. You, you know. Yeah. But it's like it kind of felt. I was like, this feels like it's sort of like original. Like they're still right. trying to figure out the the lore and the can't like uh, when um uh was it George Romero was uh writing his rules for how zombies behave mm-hmm. you know like how they have like they have to walk you know ri- like certainly because ha- they have rigor mortis that's why they walk like that. Right, right. you know it's like um uh when he was first doing like the dawn of the dead like now when you make a zombie movie that you can all rewrite that, the rules well or either that or because all of that stuff is already a given right but like with this like when like why that transformation looks so cool is because i don't think they had much to go off of so it's like no, no, really not. pure yeah. like it's these guys are just sitting in a room with a whole bunch of latex and hair going how right. do we make like what are we going to do with this and they it's right. 
That's cool. So do you do you think that like is there any way that a werewolf movie like today could like reinvent the genre or is it almost kind of th- impossible to do? I think I'm it, waiting for it. If it right? did, it would be incredible. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's I, I can't really think of a way. Werewolf movies they're almost too for they they have to abide by the formula too much to really like give you much creative freedom. Right. It's a specific. I mean, at this it's a a werewolf is like a type of character. That's like saying yeah. like. It's it's so specific. It's like saying a, like a zombie it's, movie. Like, yeah. how are you going to make an original zombie movie? Well, because the thing is with zombie movies, though, that the way it's like the zombie movies keep reinventing themselves because the directors keep finding different metaphors to make the zombies, right? Like the right. original uh, Dawn of the Dead or the Night of the Living Dead is supposed to be about um, revolution and the concept of like mm-hmm. people af- afraid in the 60s, afraid of revolution. Then Dawn of the Dead is like um, a statement on consumerism mm-hmm. and it's centered around the mall. And then 28 Days Later came out, Danny Boyle, and it was an allegory for, like, AIDS. Right. But, like, what, what? Like you said, I mean, werewolf, the, the metaphors are, like, it's either, like, a menstrual cycle, it's a puberty, it's some kind of but it's, body it's, transformation. Yeah, it's, like, what else can you really do with that? I think it's because the the, vo- the volume of zombie movies is so high. There's so many. Yeah, right. And like, the catalog of werewolf movies is so small. Yeah. It's amazingly small. So why doesn't anyone try to do a new one? I don't know. People people do and I mean they fall through, but it's still so few and far between. Like there's a movie that just Dog Soldiers is goddamn amazing. Because yeah, yeah. I think that's maybe, that's my second favorite. It's great, but that's not even werewolf. We can't. I don't think but we can really. Maybe it's tough. It it's tough to make the the origin interesting because yeah. like with most like with like with American werewolf in London, they're not so concerned as to what causes werewolfness. You know yeah. where every zombie movie ever. Every zombie movie ever, the first 10 minutes are dedicated to explaining how and yeah. why zombies happen, yeah. how you become yeah. one. Yeah. They have to set up the rules. Yeah. With werewolves, you don't. Right. It's all, we already know it. You, or, you, or you don't know, and it's you're, it's fine. Yeah, because we right. don't know the rules yeah. at all except for just uh, the guys in limbo and you sever the bloodline. And that's it. We don't know the yeah, rules for killing means. it yeah. so, or like how yeah. many there are or if you're the last werewolf ever. It doesn't matter. It's, it's brought on by a full moon and yeah. it's destroyed by a silver bullet. It's very bookended. But not right. even in this one. There's no silver bullet. True, yeah. And they actually, they mention it and like scoff at it at one point. Yeah. They're like, oh, a silver bullet. They like, you know, dismiss it as like folklore or whatever. But all we get is that it's still to a point of like some type of magic because they have like the pentagram on the wall right. or the pentacle rather. Right. And all the candles. Yeah. And uh, I just, yeah. I, those I, people, man, I can't believe they sent them out there. <laughs> Who? The the people at the slaughtered lamb. Oh, they said that they said the two yeah. guys. Yeah. Also, I want, I want yeah, that all sign. Your ex- it's all your extended family. I'm gonna have my roommate paint the, me the slaughtered that lamb sign. sign. It's so dope. Oh, it's incredible. So that's one thing that one when we're, we're talking about how well they like strike the tone. I think a big part of it, the reason they're able to pull off the comedy, is it, this movie is like so atmospheric right from the beginning. Like that Northern England setting in the moors is so fucking creepy. Like incarnate, it just is. And that the the setting of the pub, like, and you know, as a kid, and like, I have a lot of English family, and that is like, you do walk into an English pub like that, and there's all those locals like playing dominoes or chess, and they've got the pint glasses, and it looks like they've been there as long as the fucking paintings have. They're all (laughs) the characters, and that pub is a character in the movie. Yeah, and there's that atmosphere. When they walk in and everyone just stops and looks at them, I mean, it's like old record skip. Yeah, it's so <laughs> great. They they just they they just put that you, you, they put you immediately into this world and this atmosphere and this eeriness is established and it permeates the whole movie. And even like in the scene in the subway or the tube, as that's they call it, that's my favorite. Scene. That's terrifying, and they my don't even do anything scene. to make it look scary, but it looks terrifying. One of the greatest parts about that scene. Is like especially for like a lot of the movie too is that it's also something I feel like 
I know you guys probably want to talk about too, is the lack of scoring. In the subway scene, there is no there's, music. There is yeah, very there's little no yeah, music. No music in the whole film. It's a really. sound. Yeah, it's yeah. a sound. There's, it, there's a soundtrack. Yeah, in it's in not a score. in the uh, in the subway scene, like the beat of it is really just hearing his feet, right. like just running on the subway and echoing, right. and just when he's that scene when he's on the elevator and you see the the wolf you see slowly, slowly creeping in yeah, the frame. Great. Yeah. Oh, horrifying. Yeah. yeah. So great. That's it, my favorite. Me too. And, my, and I, it I sticks with it. you, right? Like I, I remember it. as a kid always thinking, I'm like, oh man, that part when he's going up the escalator and you see it creep in the frame. And then I watched it again the other day, like that happens in like a second. And you yeah. really don't see much of it, but it really does like stick with you, you know? You know, the, there's so many small decisions in this that I think are just like, great. Like it, in the transformation scene, what I think one of the best parts about it is they're just doing something else. I think they're with Rachel at the hospital. Then they just cut. He has a book in his hand. They don't spend any time. He has a book right. in his hand. He drops it. He starts ah, screaming. He's like, oh, and he starts, starts tearing screaming. his shirt off. There's nothing off. before yeah. that. Immediately, you're yeah. like, ah, like your yeah. senses are like assaulted. Like, yeah. oh my God, what is happening? Like, yeah. it, it's crazy. It's perfect, yeah. man. Yeah. And um, yeah, that pub scene just establishes. So, and that, all those actors are really like, well-known English character actors. In a, in a way, I mean, it's obviously because of what, the set and setting and the, the. But it reminded me a bit of Hot Fuzz. I didn't actually see Hot Fuzz. Oh, that's pretty good. It's, I know that's like the only one of like the, those guys move Simon Pegg like comedies I didn't see. It's pretty good. It's, I love all. I love Shaun of the Dead and like it's, even, it's, even it's like their, Paul. Like it's their action movie, right? Yeah, they just do like hardcore like American action, right? Movie, but right. just this whole like the, the whole like small town like yeah. Yeah. collectively yeah. like not saying not acknowledging the like the dark thing that's right. clearly there. Yeah, yeah, I should watch that. I'm just move you closer. Sorry, slide it. Let's make sure. Yeah, um, I'm a soft spoken boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and and even just them like um just like them walking around in the moors, you know, like and the sound of the wolf, how that 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 howling and you do hear it get louder and louder, but they don't even show anything in that scene and it's so creepy, you know, like when they're like it's, it's like David it's circling us, you know, like it's just it they really it really is a creepy movie, <laughs> like everything about well, it. Well, they achieved they did that with with the sound. It's like they it's circling right. us and this sound pans right. from left to right. It's like that's yeah. it's in front fle- of us. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the like sound effects like that, especially the like the the wolf sound, like you yeah, know, it's like I feel like I feel good. like that's been sampled, like that specific one. Yeah. If not, like that is a, like, you've got to sample that. What you you should sample? I feel like like Ratatat has probably like sampled it or something, like, something like <laughs> or Girl and, Talk. Yeah, yeah, it's like some sort of like <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like Wildcat. Yeah, but well, you um, sampled a bald eagle cry before. Yeah, but I didn't record it myself. Oh, you didn't? I don't think that's legal. Oh, that's not cool then. Yeah, I, thought, <laughs> I, I pictured you scaling. America, <laughs> America has like bald eagles protected, like their their yeah. audio too. Like yeah. you just can't go near them. That's copyright. That's America, young man. Wow, man, that's yeah. crazy. But so there, I mean, the, the score is very sparing, but the soundtrack is so fucking good. It's it's just those three songs: the uh, Blue Moon, Blue Moon, Bad yeah. Moon Rising, and Moon Dance. Yeah, and they're yeah, just, they're, they're they're just put so brilliantly. Like that's oh, so fuck. funny. I didn't even think about There's it. The, what, it's the, yeah. the, the the sex scene, right? That's yeah, sex scene is uh, moon dance. That's the moon dance. Oh, and then God, blue so moon good. is which was really scene. weird to be watching on an airplane today. Like, <laughs> I'm like yeah, yeah I'm gonna. It's a long it's, sex. It's scene. a long sex scene <laughs> to be watching in a very tight space. With yeah, it, I was in the middle seat, so I. Had to... <laughs> oh, that's the worst. 
and I had it full screen, and I was like, um, and if and if you like click out of it, then it like yeah. who was si- who was sitting next to you? What? Who was, was sitting a, next to you? Was like a guy on one side and a girl on the other. They're both about probably my age. Were they looking? Okay. Were they watching with you? Okay, what? That's not bad. I don't know. <laughs> you didn't look. <laughs> what? I always look on the plane if somebody's like watching what I'm watching. Give a little wink. <laughs> you like this? Yeah. You're yeah. John Landis fan? I just unplugged my headphone jack. Mega wall <laughs> line. Yeah. Like, are, are we doing the, this or what? Yeah. yeah. That's the power move. Yeah. <laughs> that's the yeah. power move. Yeah, right turn there. the volume Let's up and hit the, the alert button. Yeah. Get my stewardess so you see what she thinks. <laughs> come over here, come over here. This is the transformation scene. Yeah. Woo! This is hot. Let's, Ooh, let's, let's, get the, let's get this ostrich mask down here. Yeah. All right. This guy is about to become nice. number eight. Shower fucking. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna take a shower. You can watch something on the telly if you like. And then just fucking. What, 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 like you it. watch something on the telly whilst I take a shower. Yeah, yeah. The whilst. Oh, no, whilst. They're they're cute. Yeah, they are cute. I don't I don't mind it. You know what's interesting is um like Roger Ebert gave this like a really shitty review. I bet he did because uh, dude, Siskel and Ebert fucking suck, man. And Ebert, mm. wait, which one lost his jaw? Which one lost the use what? of his? One of them got like throat cancer and then he couldn't talk and he was all slack jawed. I think that was Cisco. I don't know. Either way, I'm gonna didn't, make I'm gonna Roger, make a video. Did he die recently, Roger? Ebert? Yeah. Well, they're dead. They're both. Yeah, dead they're now. both dead. Yeah. But yeah. Either but way, he, I'd like to make a video of him talking and like he because he start, started talking through computer like Stephen Hawking. Oh, and really? I'd like to edit some interviews where he uh, just talks about how much a piece of shit he is. <laughs> where he uh he talks about how much a piece of shit he is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just edit it, <laughs> put words in his mouth. Oh, you know. Uh, so like, but what two things he Not mentioned them. in this interview or in in his review that I just I thought was like worth mentioning is, he says two things. And I'll I'll listen both. So like the first thing he he thinks that, um, it suffered from a lack of character development, which I just like don't agree with at all. I thought that the main character David was just like super like. I don't know. Yeah, maybe not super relatable, but you like you you wanted him to overcome the curse. I don't know. I kind of I, I kind of agree with that. Really? There's like no- I don't think they develop, but I think the characters already feel kind of rich. So I don't feel like it's not. Oh, wait, I don't. I don't yeah. think that necessarily needs to happen in the plot for it to be. Well, successful. they don't. They don't develop by choice. They if they de- if they develop, it's not by choice. So you can't give them credit for it. Right. You know? Well, I, so maybe not character development isn't even what I think is was done well, but I think they just do a really good job of making you want the character to like overcome this, but yeah. you kind of know it's oh, not. Oh, yeah. But I don't if you think didn't, it, the I don't movie wouldn't be... from the yeah. story. It wouldn't be... It wouldn't be it's not tree. a fucking coming-of-age story. Right. We're not in either exactly. character. But if it was an yeah. unlikable character, then this movie would not be that good. Yeah, exactly. You know, you do like Hell him. Yeah. Like, he is likable, and he's funny, and he's like, you know, he's a relatable enough like every man that you kind of want that you I, want him to overcome it. I like all the characters. Yeah, I do too. I think and I think they're him and David's rapport together or him and um Jack's rapport is good. Right. It's funny. They have some funny dialogue. Like Rachel, I like the serious doctor who's like trying to figure shit out and get right, to the yeah. bottom of it and I right. like the dumb cops. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who's like he's just stepped on by the older cop even though he's like kind of right like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, but they're like uh, that, but yeah, but that's it's it doesn't go to the point of caricature, but like, there's definitely a bit of like one dimensionality to a lot of the characters in the movie. Sure, but I mean, like, what, what are you gonna make? Like, but those think, cops deep. Well, I know. Right? <laughs> you know there's only like time. I think it's enough to, yeah. to like to root for them, and that's all I fucking need. Right. Like, well, in it, a fit, it fits with the general theme. I mean, I don't. Th- it's not a vastly dynamic tale yeah, so like you don't right. need vastly dynamic True. characters it's, it's an hour and a half yeah it's like yeah. how much can you really pack into it and then the other thing he said now what i wanted well, to it's ask not, you it's guys not about. complicated you know it's not right it's, it's not, not no it's a straightforward story it is you know yeah 
which, which is, is good. Which is good. I like that. It's, it's direct. A mon- which is fu- which is how it. I mean, it's a monster. Like, where does it where does right. it come from? When is it going to kill again? That's right. like the only thing you need to really figure yeah. out quick. But there's enough little things in there to keep you invested along the way, and and the little, um, like. You know the the fantasies you have in the hospital that intro that like injects another like you know really like scary like horror a- aspect to the movie I think, but you know, maybe that is what like well what we were talking about with zombie movies and like how there is like meaning injected into it and stuff like that and how they keep doing that and that's honestly the best ones are the ones who that do have meaning so maybe yeah. maybe that is the future for werewolf movies and what we do need yeah. Like th- this story is not like that, but it's still great. But that yeah. was that was done, you know. It, yeah. It's over. Yeah. We moved on, you know. And then we we keep getting. Ho- uh, the last good werewolf movie I liked was like Late Phases. I don't know if you guys saw that. It's no. like a blind war vet in an old person's community that has some werewolves in it. Hmm. Um, no, I didn't see that. It's pretty good. I like it. And well, but, I, I mean, to, for there to be new werewolf movies, I guess we'd we'd have to ask like, why does it have to be a wolf? What is it about transforming into a wolf is more important than just the transforming into a murderous animal of any kind? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess because of the trope with it, because I guess it's, it, maybe it'd be weirder to turn into a panther. Yeah. Know. Well, there are. Plenty I don't of, know. There, there. You know. I you mean, know there I are mean? other like. Tri- you know. Th- there's then you just get into body horror, like the fly. You know. I mean, he's turning into a fly. I mean, how <laughs> is like, that? But per, but perfect example. How is that different? It, it, well, the fly is or different that, because the, because his because his instincts uh, drive his actions as a fly versus okay those of a wolf. Well, it's or not about monster. it's not about the transformation more so much as is it about dealing with it's more like of a kafka-esque it's like well right. now i'm a fucking fly let's yeah let's deal with this yeah not what's happening and yeah. we better figure it out <laughs> yeah it's not a it's not a uh which is i guess you know relates more back to the like the puberty thing it's that vast confusion without like your your papa wolf to explain it to you I think also right. maybe because not even the trope, but even like talking about like how, why the fly is the fly, but the wolf is the wolf is because of the nature of the wolf of just to hunt and to kill and to eat. You know what I mean? I think that's a, it, what, what you just put. It's kind of like a be, pure animal, like in that way. Right. It's more you know? an animal. It's a hunter. Right. But why not a, like a were lion? Unrealistic. Or, <laughs> that's not realistic, dude. Yeah, or just or like a like a, a, a were mountain lion, like a were coog. Yeah, just any sort. Like you should watch Cat People. But maybe, but I'm they saying like, maybe there's times. something about <laughs> there's something about a wolf that that like it could be that there could be more tapped like because it, it's the whole like it, i think it's the lunar side of it the lycanthropy or whatever you know it, okay it, oh, the, that's the, true. The, the wolf howling at the moon there's Good like that, there's that part is such a you know a staple of that of this Thick folklore hair i guess because you know? there's a folklore behind like right yeah it has to adhere to the folklore also. yeah yeah but I mean, that was a good point what you brought up about with the fly, like the Metamorphosis, Franz Kafka. Like yeah. that's a movie. That's a book about a masculinity. It's about a, the man of the house being de, you know, the demasculinity of the head of the house and how he's like reduced. It's one of the most horrifying things I've ever read, to be honest. With you. Uh, terrifying. Yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, the very first fucking page yeah. is just like I woke up. Well, I'm a. I'm a fucking bug. <laughs> yeah. 
But I mean, I think that could be an interesting theme for werewolf movies in the future. Maybe like a demasculinization kind of thing. Or... There's, well, there's this, like in like in the Metamorphosis, he never actually says he's a bug. Right. He yeah. Slow. He describes what he ki- kind of looks like. Right. It's like almost like armadillo-ish, right. but it's like he never says bug or crab or like any like people. Is like, Does he not? No, he never says what well, kind well, of animal isn't it, he is. Isn't it like in the first paragraph of the book, he says something like he just, I woke up and I was some shit. No, well, he's, he realizes like my hands and I try to talk, try to okay. dial on the phone and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, and, and I spoke and she didn't understand me. Right. Like okay. he barely understands. Yeah. Makes you want to read that. Um, I actually, so this is a book that I have, uh, that I need to read about werewolves. I, I I wish I read some before this, but it's called uh like lycanthropy a reader. So like I did this open mic at deep this place called Deep Thoughts, and I bombed, <laughs> wicked bad. Nice. And I was really bummed, and I went upstairs, and I was going through all their books, and I found this book for like three fifty, and it's like you know in all the horror movies when they go to the library and they find that book that's like oh demonology like here's like yeah. everything I need to know about the demons like this is that for werewolves okay. like every single thing you need to know about werewolves it's yeah. just in this this old book right. that I bought for three dollars <laughs> at a record store it's like a real book it's really yeah, about the yeah, mythology yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. and like it, it's so great I, I gotta read it it's amazing maybe the next <clears throat> werewolf movie it should be a metaphor for how werewolf movies are changing <laughs> and then this is the new the, oh, the dawn of the new werewolf. Yeah, and the, well, the werewolf films don't understand the changes <laughs> that it, that they're going through. <laughs> it's just right. It's just a different for no reason. It's like all like old bo- old DVD boxes just start growing hair. <laughs> my Wolfman c- DVD is changing. It's my special edition DVD. It's like, covered in hair. <laughs> That'd be great, yeah, yeah. Did, did you so guys I, see the, the the remake of the? Was it called The Wolfman? Horrible. Rick Baker also did the effects on that. Really? That movie was like all CGI, garbage, I like. dude. Real piece of Absolute shit. Absolute garbage. Was it called The Wolfman though? Yeah, called The Wolfman. Okay, who was starring in it? Uh, Benicio del yeah, Toro. Yeah, Benicio del Toro. Yeah, it could have been and, cool. And uh, Anthony Hopkins as Papa Wolf. Yeah, two great actors in some shit movie because yeah. that, that was the start of their shared universal. Right. Uh, monster universe yeah. to go with I Frankenstein and Dracula Untold. Yeah, they really fucked those yeah. up. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, and you know what was a shame too? Because I liked the one thing I liked about the remake of The Wolfman is that they set it in like the 1800s. They set it back further than like when the original Wolfman came out. Yeah, they did gypsy stuff. I wasn't in well, that. It was, it was cool. It was like the, that gothic setting was served it, was creepy. But, oh my god, what a piece of shit movie. The fight at the end of Anthony Hopkins turns into like an old gray wolf and then he fights. CGI fuck fast, dude. Yeah. I can't stand it. I can't yeah. stand it. Yeah, really shitty. It's garbage. Yeah. But like, uh, they keep trying with werewolf movies like every now and then. Like they like that late phases movie I liked. And then there was a movie called Howl. It was a British movie. I got really excited for it. So a train yeah, I heard breaks down in like uh, the middle or gets like sabotaged in the middle of like the English wilderness. Hmm. And then it's attacked by but I say on heavy quotes, werewolves. It's just like people with like fangs hmm. and like wolf feet that howl and have yellow eyes. Mm-hmm. Like they look like garbage. Mm-hmm. And the movie was fucking garbage. But wait, wasn't there like uh, a like Snow White and the Huntsman? Like didn't that have to do something with were Like, yeah, probably. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I guess like that one. Like, well, then I there's the whole like uh, where, com- the, where, where the werewolf is the villain versus the <clears throat> werewolf is the protagonist. I think right. those are also yeah. two very different. You guys ever read the Werewolf of Fever Swamp? Goosebumps? Hell yeah. 
Isn't it like that end was a good up, doesn't one. it end up being like a, a test from aliens or something? Oh, you! Yeah, I remember it had some really cool twists. Yeah, at the at a, the end, not to, sorry to spoil Goosebumps. Uh, <laughs> Yo, no spoilers for Goosebumps. Werewolf Fever Swamp. Yeah. Um, <laughs> pause right now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you, you don't, do not, if you're spoilers. reading the Werewolf of Fever Swamp, turn off this podcast. If, if you, finish it. And if come you back. are currently reading that, I will send you. I will Venmo you a hundred dollars. We on should, behalf of I want to look last podcast. You know what I did but, recently? I looked up Wikipedia and I just started reading the plots of Goosebumps. Movies. Yeah, but at the end of that, I mean, of books. I think They're so. Great, there was dude. a werewolf I'll, stalking these kids, right? And I think at the end, the werewolf was a robot created by aliens to test these kids as fucking like warriors. If that's <laughs> true, that's camp, fucking awesome. Because they are actually aliens. I don't know if it, I if I'm making this in my head, then I I'm I don't know what's up. wrong with me. But that's what I feel like. Ha- that's what happened. When when did you read it last? How do you just know remember that? Well, I read it and and I also watched the show too. And like, uh, oh, was that, that an like episode? I picture it the at the end. I picture the ending of the show where they show it being a robot and this giant wolf robot. And he's like, what the fuck? Okay, hold on. I got I gotta hear the plot. Grady Tucker. Yeah. Okay, Grady and Tucker and sister. Was- sister they moved to a fever swamp with their scientist parents okay <laughs> their father Mi- michael tucker studied deer in vermont classic um don't they all <laughs> okay what a wasteland oh what? okay this is thrilling podcasting <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. so if any, Gra- grady people look at f- goosebumps on their fucking phone <laughs> grady ends up at the swamp i'm Hermit not gonna Shack. i know what i'm not gonna edit this don't. i'll say that don't um he begins to hear loud <coughs> howling okay the wolf reappears attacks and fights off will but not before will sinks his fans into grady's mm. shoulder grady becomes a werewolf passes out okay his parents also let grady keep the wolf after learning that the dog saved his life during the next one grady grady now a werewolf and his dog go out to hunt oh well, that's bullshit man there, there was no actual werewolf what the fuck are you talking about what the aliens, fuck am i thinking bro? of man <laughs> yeah Yo, someone let me know man what the fuck happened to my brain he just, it Dude, looks like he just becomes the wolf and he and he he hunts with his dog i swear to god there's a goosebumps story where some kids are at a summer camp and there's like a wolf that's like around a big wolf. It ends up being like a ploy by aliens to test you to be a warrior because you're actually an alien. And this is like a rite of passage. You know what I mean? Otherwise, I don't know what the fuck happened to me. Maybe I got like molested when I was a kid and like, um, yeah, that sounds like something turning these memories into something else. That sounds like something happened to you. Um, okay. So the last thing I just want to touch on really quick with this was the other thing that, um, uh, Ebert, um, didn't like about it, which I wanted to see what you guys think about it. Is he just said like he? It seemed like John Landis couldn't come up with an ending for it, and the ending is really abrupt and weird. Like it almost seems like a joke. Like what happens? Like so he gets it is, but I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. But it, it almost seems like a joke. It like as soon as he gets shot, like Alex the nurse goes and tries to like be like I want to help you, David, and then the, it, like he's like jump, jumps at her, and all like the British SWAT team guys shoot it. And you see him as like a David in human form, and he's like got bullet holes in him, and it's just like a shot of him, and then it's just like bam, like bad moon riser, no, no, like a <laughs> blue moon or whatever, <laughs> like, it just goes into like a joke moon song, and it is really weird, and I, I'm just like wondering what his like why he end, chose to end it like that. I don't know. I mean, 
I mean, how, I guess how else was it supposed to end? You yeah, know what I mean? It's true. I, yeah, I know. Like, I, yeah, you know, true. he's got to die. He's gonna yeah. kill. Either he's gonna kill himself or get killed. Right. You know, at least you can have like the somber note of knowing that horror uh, movies he, they love each other and like rarely have mm. great endings. Though they, it's like they always either it's either a good ending, a bad ending, or a cliffhanger. It's like there's right. not. It's either they either like they're either all dead. Yeah. Like. The final they, girl they, lives. They make, they make it, you know. Right. And they find out what it really was. Right. That's like the Sco- it's either Scooby Doo or it's you know would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't right. for you meddling kids. Yeah, it's true. I mean, well, I, yeah, I think there's you know I agree that there's definitely like a kind of a formula to like how a horror movie is going to end. There's only so many possibilities, but it's more just this ending was so abrupt, and I'm just wondering if that was cut Jalen Lance was like, okay, that's it, I'm done with this <laughs> werewolf story. It is weird what you think of as a good ending though, because like. They don't even have to kill the bad, the 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 bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like just if just one person lives, and that's like a good ending. After like eighteen yeah, people you, were how killed, do you end, right? How do you, you end a story I mean? that's I mean, potentially that's based off of like lore that's been running for thousands of years? It's like how do you just right. end it now, like nineteen eighty in in England? It's like werewolves. Like you don't just like end that tale, you know? right? I mean, without yeah. Well, so is that how it is? is? It like then that's it? Like the curse of the werewolf ends because he dies? I guess that's like what they're implying. for that bloodline, you know. Right. But I feel like it's probably more. Like I feel like it was crazy that they could all go out in a mob and kill that werewolf yeah. that they were so worried about for so long. There has to be more, you know. Well, so what was the I, so the sequel in 1997, American Werewolf in Paris? I never watched that. I don't. Yeah, I think I watched it maybe once never as a kid. I, okay, none of us saw it. All right, so. That was that, <laughs> it, it's funny. It's funny because that then. title was used as the threat to the British government uh, because uh, so he it was hard for him to get a lot of visas for people to come over and uh, work for him. Who? Uh, John Landis. Oh. So like. Uh, the last one he had trouble was with was uh, Griffin Dune because he really wanted Griffin Dune, the guy who played Jack, yeah. uh, to be able to come over. And they were giving him a lot of shit. And he's like, and they're like, no, we're not going to give it to him. And they're like, he's like, okay, fuck it. Well, then how about American Werewolf in Paris? They're like, okay, all right, it's fine. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like that's what won it for him. Yeah, yeah. He didn't direct the, the sequel, right? John Landis? No, no, absolutely not. I don't think so. It's supposed to be garbage. It gets yeah. like really bad reviews. You're right. Yeah, you look yeah. like you're turning into a werewolf. Yeah, I'm fucking. Um, Oh, <laughs> baby's J lagged. Well, I didn't sleep. Oh, you didn't sleep on a plane. No. He was watching. So this. comfortable. We made, I was watching we, we made him watch this movie on his in the plane. middle. It's saying in the middle of two strangers <laughs> on a plane. You didn't sleep, dude. So, so wait, Rob. So, so I have a question. Just kept buffering during that yeah. shower scene. <laughs> <laughs> and so did I. Yeah, dude. You so, um, yourself, so Rob, you've got that the song on your new album called um, "A List of Instructions for When I'm Human." Um, I feel like that ties into some. It's it's got some huh. wolf lore kind of yeah attributes to it. You want you want to talk about that? What 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 that's from? Sure. It's I. It's interesting. It's it's uh. It's about the 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 quote is uh, basically about it's like a tape being given to a friend from someone who who is immortal who is about to no longer be an immortal person. Okay. And list and also have no uh, recollection of the fact that they used to be immortal. And so this is the list of instructions for how to handle me for when I'm human. Okay. Um. Interesting. And that's just one episode of Doctor Who. Yeah, it was actually it's a d- deleted deleted scene. Really? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of British people and like 
spooky stuff, man. This right. is really tying together. Yeah. There's actually quite That's a few cool. uh, episodes of Doctor Who that deal with uh, werewolves. werewolves. Yeah. Okay. Is there, I never but they're always in the very, very like classical like they're dealing with the mythology like lon cheney werewolf yeah like okay. he's like it's always like he goes and it's like travels to the 1600s and they're like there's werewolves and oh, they nice. have to so go like they're, you know back in the day kind of thing. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. They're all, so they're it's extinct always in 2016 yeah right do you think that's what happened do you think werewolves are real and they're extinct now we nailed it like all their all the bloodlines were successfully severed yeah it is more of just like an old English kind of folklore thing. I think Harambe was the last one. Harambe was the last. And that's why they did it. He I'm gonna, got, I will he cut he, out he all almost, Harambe uh, jokes out of this podcast. No, you will not. He almost, if he had gotten that kid, he would have kept it going. That should have been the mother. Dude, he's aware of it. He's aware of it. you on to continue the bloodline? Yeah. Yeah. Damn, man. Well, we'll never know, will we? Thanks, yeah. Cincinnati Zoo. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm editing all this out. <laughs> no, you're not. Um, also, one thing I want to talk to you also about about your music is that your uh, the cover of your latest album. Have you ever seen the movie Basket Case Two? No. <laughs> well, it reminds me. But a the lot album of it. art that very much pertains to, I guess, the subject of yeah, what we're talking about. Because, so there's a scene yeah. in Basket Case Two where there's all these monsters very subtly wearing masks of human faces. Yeah. And uh, what's what's this movie that? called? Uh, Basket Case Two. Oh, you awesome. have, you have got to watch Basket yeah, Case yeah. Two. Ah, uh, I got to show Mary. Uh, Mary Murph, yeah. who painted the the original painting oh, that, nice. for that for yeah, that album art. Because it's like that. Because it's like they're all some guy walks into a bar and doesn't notice at all. But it's the least subtle thing in the world. They're all horrible monster mutants. horribly disfigured, and they just eight have foot these, tall <laughs> monsters. They have these tiny little human like face masks. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. just, like, yeah. that's what on I'm their faces. About. And it, they mm. remind me a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh yeah, we did a we did a whole podcast on the uh, the Basket Case trilogy. It's great. They are yeah, they are quite they're quite the films. Cool. So let's wrap up a little bit. I know we didn't talk about it uh, that much, um, and this will be a shorter one. But still, what I wanted to talk about earlier is a little bit um, about what I've seen lately. I watched so I watched Neon Demon and Don't Breathe. Yeah, I already saw that in theaters this past week. How was Don't Breathe? Don't breathe. I thought was great. Cool. cool. Did you watch it? I haven't had a chance to see it, but Did I, you watch I, I Neon Demon. It. You didn't tell me about Neon Demon. Neon Demon. I thought uh, was not good. What is that in theaters? I think it is in some theaters still. Oh, okay. I it's remember seeing. Out. I remember seeing ads for it, uh, trailers for it. And I was like, this could either be really cool or just like, what? What is this? Yeah, Nicholas Winding Refn, the guy who did Drive and like Only God Forgives. Yeah, okay. So like highly stylized. Um, I don't really know what I fucking watched. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It looked like I was like, this is either gonna be like super awesome and like very highly stylized, or yeah. like too high highly stylized and like yeah. No I think plot. that's his like problem. Like you know, with Drive and the Only God Forgives, he kind of just did that thing. Like everything looks really cool, and like I want to go with you, but at the end, I'm like, uh, I don't know. And uh, and don't breathe. Was a fantastic surprise. I think we should do a podcast on Don't Breathe. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I definitely want to go see it. Or maybe. So. We'll, so here's an idea for maybe an episode we could do. We could do the Blind Veteran uh, podcast where we do late phases and Don't Breathe. Okay. Both about blind veterans. One is the good guy. One is the bad guy. Okay, cool. And isn't there a, that movie Hush that's on Netflix now? It's either about a deaf person or a blind person. Hush think- is awesome. I would recommend Hush. Isn't that protagonist blind in that? Uh, she is 
deaf. She's deaf. Okay. What's the difference? I'm not sure. Okay. You'd have to ask Anne Frank. Right. You know? She made the flag, right? Yeah, exactly. We established that last time. Uh, Dead Last Podcast. You know what's fucked up? We are feminist. (laughs) We are not racist. A friend of mine asked. We are uh, pro-choice. Yeah. No. My friend of mine last night brought up Anne Frank, and I legitimately made some comment about her being blind. And he's like, dude, Anne Frank wasn't blind. And I was like, fuck, I really should know that by now. It, it's weird how it's be, is, it is like a classic confusion somehow. Because they, they, they talk about that in like Clerks 2. There's that joke. Oh, yeah. Right, but right, like, right. But like not even – like even before that, because that's like a thing. People literally can confuse Anne Frank and Helen Keller. Yeah. And you know – Wait, wait. You know what? Who gives I turn around for two seconds. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to stay up with us here, man. We're going yeah. from Anne Frank to Helen Keller. But what's the difference? Yeah, right. Who gives a fuck? Dead last podcast, dude. Yeah, we don't care. We out here. Yeah. Agreed. We establishing norms. Yeah. We sticking up for, you know. We sitting down and we sticking up. For ourselves. <laughs> for ourselves mostly. We sit down and, and we, we believe, stick up for ourselves. We will stand tall for what we believe as people and no one else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so so one thing I wanted to get into while we have Rob here. Um, Rob makes music. Weird music. I believe is the technical term. Yeah, it's I right. You say, make weird music, right? I, I listen to it's it a bit. Scientific. I would say it sounds like yeah, uh, something I would be in uh, movies. Like you, special to me strikes me as music that sounds like boss video game music, mm. and like Supercilious sounds like uh, like music for like a pre-action scene or a action scene in a movie. Yeah. Yeah, I was I've been listening to like the Supercilious Life Band set um like uh, uh, I, at work I drive around a lot for my part-time job and I've I've just been playing it and playing with like my different coworkers who don't listen to a lot of music like that like and uh it's if for anybody who who isn't familiar it's very like it's psychedelic but it's it's got it's like tribal elements to it too but it's very the it's long forms it's odd times and it's very cinematic too. And like so, the person I was listening to it, she's like, I feel like I'm watching a movie, but I'm I don't know what the movie is. And so stuff. it's tribal. So if you have a tribal tattoo, you'll probably like super silly. It's pretty much yes. like the audible version of a tribal tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh man, you gotta put that as your MySpace description. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Just what is for your my, MySpace? Just for my top eight. So w- would you shout say out, shout out to my top eight? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my top eight. Oh fuck! If a tribal tattoo could talk, yeah. do you, would you say that you have? Uh, is there a film composer in in particular that you think has a has had an effect on your music? Oh yeah, totally. Um, I mean, Hans Zimmer definitely. I mean, yeah. him and his whole operation, just the way that they they that he owns the game, man. John Williams yeah. is out. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer changed the in, game, man. He he brought in the zoom, <laughs> boom, yeah, boom, <laughs> yeah. boom. But really, even just like when like like True Romance, probably one of my favorite film scores all time, and it's like pretty much just like marimbas and xylophones, okay. and it's just like that. It's I I can't do true, it. True Romance. Is that what you said? True, uh, true Romance. Oh, True Romance. Is that the Quentin Tarantino? Yeah, yeah. Who, 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 I've never seen did, that. Uh, oh, dude, it's great. Yeah. Who did the soundtrack? Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Really? Yeah. Uh, so he's like kind of. Is he like just getting his just desserts? 
now because I feel like he just does everything now. Oh, see, I, I always just, I assumed that he. I, like, I don't. I didn't really know about him. Man. Oh yeah, no, he's done been doing stuff for decades. He's just uh, like been you know. You, okay. you hear he wasn't. He always got outbid for Star for Star Wars and Jurassic Park. You know, it's like <laughs> you know, John Williams overrated. Ennio Morricone. <laughs> oh, that's the dude. He's my boy. Yeah, he's well, the yeah. best. He's my fucking boy, dude. Hans Zimmer will even make a shitty movie watchable. Like I real, I watched Batman v Superman again the other day. I was like, you know what? It can't be that bad. That movie's it is pretty bad, man. I was right. Yeah. It is. It is the worst <laughs> thing. But Hans Zimmer did the score for it too, which is pretty interesting. You consider he did all the Dark Knight movies, you know. But like, money is money. Money's dude. cool. And but the the score is cool, honestly, for the movie. It like makes sense. You can tell he doesn't like retread any of the stuff for Dark Knight, but it's it's dark and it's still it still sounds Hans Zimmery, but it's cool and it's different. And it's like you can tell he's like, well, he's still trying to make it sound. He doesn't know that this movie is just gonna be a Zack Snyder piece of shit. Like he's trying to he's giving it an honest try, you know. So that's I love Hans Zimmer so much because he honestly he made that movie watchable again for me halfway through the movie I was just listening to it I wasn't even like trying to watch it anymore what a great realm to live in though like do you think when you're a a composer for film do you think you're shown scenes or do you think you just get told like how do you think that works it it's totally it's different every yeah however yeah yeah. like I've done I've done scoring work where I get you know the the scenes done i've done scoring work where they haven't even shot the film yet and they're like mm. send it we need 11 minutes of music that sounds kind of like this i'm like all right fine right but um yeah it depends on how much of the score needs to be like recorded in an actual space because then you have to go out and do stuff like these are we're talking like han you know these are real composers they don't just yeah, they, up, they don't pull up. Fucking, they don't pull up a violin on Ableton. Fucking orchestra. They, they, got, they have like six violinists in their fucking closet. Right, right. Like human violinists. Yeah, <laughs> chained up. Yeah. Chained up in his basement. Bring them out. Yeah. <laughs> but so, I mean, he's not my. I mean, he's yeah, he's definitely a, a a big boy these days. But like, I always love like stuff Clint Mansell does with Kronos Quartet. He uh, all the the scores for um, Darren Aronofsky's films, like oh, uh, okay. Requiem oh, for cool. a Dream okay. and uh, The Fountain. Fuck yeah. Um, oh, cool. Fountain, also one of my favorite favorite scores. But really, cool. I like a lot of my influence comes from from video games. Like mm. I played a lot of Final Fantasy. Big time, yeah. Nobu Matsu. Right. One of my yeah, probably my I, favorite. I saw one of your song names Anne Bahamut. I know where you're coming from. Yeah. I know what's up. Um Nobu Matsu is a goddamn <laughs> master. Yeah, that's probably yeah, I would say he is legit amazing. Yeah, he's incredible. He's, he's, I would say it, Probably my biggest musical influence. That's not. That's great. Yeah. Has I he have. done every Final Fantasy game, up to twelve? Oh, and he hasn't any recent ones. No. But did he do like the original ones? Yeah. Like the very first ones. I think so. I'm pretty huh. sure. They've kept a lot of core people. Like the yeah. the, the guy who did all the art for every all the character right. concept art. Yeah. He just died. Oh really? Like. Like last month. Did he do this one? Fifteen that's coming every out. Every single one, man. Every mm-hmm. single one. Like they okay. have some core people that they go to every time. Yeah. Well, once it be- um, once the comp- company became Square Enix instead of just SquareSoft, a lot of stuff switched over in like mm. character designs. Everything became a little bit more uh, cartoony. It's more like <laughs> yeah. anime. More yeah. more J oh, more JRPG it, than yeah, RPG. at least when it gets when it gets to the the game. But uh, right. they're fantastic. So what, Rob? Any horror composers that are influenced on you? Huh? Do you like J J C? 
Johnny Carps? John- I don't know who that is. John Carpenter? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's not a composer, but... Well, yeah, he, he scores all... He scores he really? He yeah, scored oh, Halloween. All of his movies, yeah. dude. Halloween, he wrote that shit. I had no idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. Wow. Oh, yeah. so, some of them not. I mean, like, The Thing was Ennio. Learn something like, new every day. Wait, Ennio like, yeah. Morricone did The Thing? Yeah. Really? Hell yeah. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. They, in, um, in Hateful Eight, they used a bunch of... Uh, leftover uh thing scoring really word dude oh cool i love that score hell yeah um yeah i mean like he just put out an album he's like on tour i think yeah right lost teams no, too sh- yeah. and his son they just go around touring playing music yeah like he's a good musician man. i didn't know that that's really that's really you should cool. listen to lost the uh, both lost themes you would like it man Mm. It's really cool. That's the that's the new yeah. album, Lost Themes. Lost Themes Two. Theme two, right, yeah. Cool. I read an article about that. Yeah. He's um Yeah, he's like seventy six fucking touring around. Maybe other than that. I don't know. Yeah, how yeah. Do, uh, yeah. score for for film for horror films is interesting. I mostly notice more the sound design than anything else. Mm-hmm. I mean you have so obviously you have like your iconic uh psycho, you know yep. Bernard Herman. Like, that's how like sound has a uh we're really really sensitive to sound way more than than fit than audio than uh sorry uh visual like if you watch you watch a film film the camera cuts all the time that doesn't make any sense that's not normal that's not like you're like cutting from one place like that doesn't that's not that doesn't make any sense but we have no problem with that you can even yeah. do jump cuts i can cut like totally not okay you're like, all right, fine, that's RT, whatever. But if the sound is like a millisecond out of sync, you can't fucking watch that. Yeah, totally. You know, <laughs> so like, right, like the way it's it it sound affects us on a way deeper level than like we can consciously operate. So yeah, that's used really effectively, especially with the like the jump scare techniques because exactly. it really just it triggers your fight fl- fight or flight. Right, which that's I think, a sound which, design I think thing. Is that's cheap. not that's not a musicality. But, I think yeah. it's cheap. Almost. I, I it's think so too. Cheap. The yeah. the word to describe it, uh, I I used uh, pretentiously is Pavlovian. In that, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, that, I think that's a very good word to use. I I, I yeah. agree. I yeah, also yeah. I also use it to de- describe <laughs> uh, the the often trope in the, the genre of music that I find myself involved in of the build up and the drop. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, it is serves, very Pavlovian. You ring uh, the bell and the dog salivates, <laughs> you know? Yeah. What, when, I, when I was watching yeah, yeah, totally. uh, Don't Breathe, I went to see with my, my buddy Andrew and um also can you check that? But I was I was watching my buddy Andrew and when something would He's get, done something would get uh start to get scary or like or or it's like quiet for a little bit too much he started doing this. He started putting his fingers in his ears. Because he knew it was going like, to get really it, loud. Where, where I was like doing this, he was doing this because he's doesn't want to deal with the fucking bam. Oh, right. Like the, the jump out, the, well, the, 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 the strong sound that's about to come at him. You guys, it was called don't breathe. So what you guys should have been doing is not breathing rather than not listening. I you tried, listen? dude, but I got too hard. Never get weirded out. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, you know, they say like the scores in movies are supposed to cue your emotions you know it's supposed to sh- tell you how to feel is like what the score is supposed to be and i feel like in horror movies that's done to but not to, exploit yeah well don't exploit me yeah you shouldn't but i mean you know it, that's done but i think just i i love horror movie scores so much because the the scores themselves take on their own character if you think about like 
Jaws, you know, just that half step, dude, and dude, and dude, and dude, it's its own but, character, but just one you know? fucking like, see, that to uh, me, still one that's, untuned that violin more, chord, that's like when a dog that jumps. Feel, that's not a that's not yeah. music, that feels yeah. more like that's sound design. That's still, that's a that's, score, I think. I mean, uh, it's done with a cello, well, 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 but jo- it's like, it's I would more, say you don't think jo- that Jaws that you wouldn't consider that a score, you would say I mean, that sound it, design. I, I feel like it, it's yeah, I feel like it, it's attacking. It's still going towards the primal centers of your brain rather than the emotional ones. Like it's not, it's not eliciting. It's not like making you think of feelings. It's making you feel like. Well, but that's what the, that's what the film scores are supposed to do. You're not supposed to think. You're not supposed to be cognizant of your feelings. You're just supposed to feel them. Right. Well, there's a term. There's a. Uh, it's a part a of the condescend- background. There's a an old condescending term for that, and it's called Mickey Mousing. Right. And it's like when you know when someone's like tiptoeing, you play. Yeah. Like that's I wouldn't call that scoring so much as no, it's totally like, different. Mickey Mousing is completely different. Compliment, Mi- but I'm sure Mickey Mousing comes from silent films and from like actually playing the music to to show you what's happening. I'm sure there are Spielberg heads who would hate me for saying well, this, when, but when I would. You, when I would you phrase argue it like that, that, I I almost am kind of on your side. I do kind of understand. I would what almost you're argue saying. that the that Jaws theme song or whatever is a is Mickey Mousing. But what there's but there's nothing there's no motion that's boom 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 the shark isn't making that motion but the you shark, hear that and but, you know the shark's coming it's a representation the shark of the like character next, but like the shark level. is moving right. on this strange like metronome pace of like how but Mickey, the beat is going M- Mickey Mouse and then when is he an gets there physical representation yeah, of it's, it's over it's like an onomatopoeia type exactly of thing. No, but yeah, but, wait, but when Jaws gets there and his mouth fucking closed around that victim fucking done. Yeah, but that, that's it. But that that, duh, that, duh, that duh. that's kind of I I understand the you know it, it being like the tiptoeing. I understand him saying. I guess that, so, well, you know what I mean. There's a. I, I don't I think mean, it's as literal. I still think it's it, it it's awesome, but you know what? Here, here it, it, it might kind of be that way. Rob, what I think is a better yeah. example of what you're talking about that Mickey Mouse thing is almost what we were talking about Bernard Herman's score for Psycho. The first time we see that is when we see the the stabbing motion, the knife. That is literally the strings are mimicking that. It's not in sync. No? No. Okay, well, maybe not perfectly in sync, but it's supposed to sound like a knife stabbing. I mean, Bernard Herrmann very specifically only used strings for that score. There's no brass or percussion or woodwinds or anything. Strictly strings and mostly violins. I mean, you'd definitely be getting into semantics at a certain point. I mean, there's when people talk about like there's different ways to to, to score a film in terms of like whether the the soundtrack is like complementary or is it in the background or is it commentative? Is it like is the sound is the sound about what's going on? Is it for what? Like, is it a or is it just music in the background? You know, like are they are they are they dancing and it's like right. pretty music? You know, or is there somebody sneaking up on me and there's tension building up with the strings? You know? And that, that's why I feel like the best scores do all of that. I think the best... Oh, you, you know, have to. You have to, to do it well. And it, to me, it's like Halloween. Unless you're American Werewolf in London. And you just play can play moon songs. <laughs> you just play three moon songs. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's like in, in the Halloween. That's like... See, I see that's totally different for, for me than the Jaws sound. Totally, but I mean, you know, so the other because that's sound, like to me, I like that's the sound of the shark. That's the jaw. Like you hear that sound, the shark doesn't make that, that is sound. True. No, no. Okay, so uh, the Halloween song is establishing a mood. The Jaws yeah. song, every single time, is establishing an action. Yeah, 
It's establishing you'll never a, a thing. You'll, every never, time. you'll never hear the Jaws sound without seeing the shark. After. Right. Right. It's supposed to signify the shark's coming. Right. So it's like specifically about the action. But then also, and the other flip side of that, the other sound that's mostly prevalent in Jaws, whenever there's a shot of the shark, if it's like under or if it's like not just menacing, they play this, um, it's a whole tone scale, which is like signifies in, in film scoring, a whole tone is supposed to signify like a dream sequence is a great example. Whenever right. you who, a dream, who did the Jaws theme? John Williams. John, John Williams. Williams. Yeah. yeah. And Steven Spielberg has cited, you know, there's all this shit about Jaws, how like they, John, Steven Spielberg thought it was going to be the worst movie he's ever made. There was all the problems with Bruce the shark on the set. Everyone that's kind of been fabled at this point. But he thought that movie was going to be shit until John Williams sent in the score. He watched the movie with the score and was like, you saved yeah. my movie. Oh, totally. But that, that whole tone sequence, that's, it's, it's most commonly associated with dreams, but it, a whole tone is, is, it's a scale that is neither major nor minor. So it invokes a sense of mystery and it's in, associated with a lot of the unknown elements in movies. And so the shark is supposed to represent this unknown, this, you know, this, this aspect of nature that we can't control that is, you know, a, a monster essentially, but not so much just the dun, dun. that half step is hard. That's scary. That's. It, Jaws is coming to kill you, but that doodly 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 is a sound that's like we don't quite understand this. It's like the mystery yeah. of it. You well, know? the the doodly, it's like almost it's almost like it's that is the sound of it's what it sounds like to see that dorsal fin swimming towards right. You, you know, yeah, you associate with it, right? That's the point. You want to film. You know, you're supposed to. It's 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 an emotional cue, is what it is, and that's why I think Jaws does so well and. Not to plug my own shit, but to plug my own shit, I just put yeah. out a shark movie mix that I put together, Drunken Doja Monkey, um, soundcloud.com slash Drunken Doja Monkey, um, and it's called Clickbait Shark Mix, and I like feature a lot of like the, like Jaws music from it, and um, and it's more just audio clips that I will like splice under other music underneath it, but so many of the clips have like this really like weird sadness going on underneath it, and the the movie like musically when it's not the one creepy half step sound that we all know or the whole tone thing, it's got these like really dreary, creepy kind of just like ominous tones and shit. And the movie has like a really like sad tinge to it a lot of the time, but it's so subtle you don't think of that when you're watching it. But like when Quint gives his USS Indianapolis speech, it's like very sad. But you're not you're not thinking of that when you're well you are but you don't realize why and the music is giving you that like theme and or that that sense in a big way. Right. Quinn speaks my soul, man. Yeah. Also, all jaws are coming out. Well, today's the sixth. Uh, all the jaws will be released on in two days on Netflix. Oh, really? Yep, all of them. Oh, cool. Even Jaws: The Revenge. Yep, even the re- the Revenge, dude. That's the one with well, Michael Well, you shouldn't say even the Revenge. You say even three. Oh yeah, you're they right. They should just pretend three is not. Three is the word Dennis. It's Quaid. literally unwatchable. Yeah, with the dolphin. Man, we, I, I, how many podcasts have we done without talking about shark movies? I don't think we can. I can't. I'm obsessed with them. I don't know, man. Like I'm, maybe we should just like do Jaws like our anniversary someday. We could do all the Jaws movies. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'm into that. We'll do something like that. Do yeah. it, and you want to cut this shit out? Yeah. I think we've uh, it's been a bit heavy. Eddie. I'm I'm glad we got into this uh, this music discussion towards the end. Yeah, this is like this it. is really good. Yeah, I'm I know. Sorry, yeah, it's, I it's nice. I've been awake for forty two hours. Forty two hours. Is that a Colorado? A delirious time? man. Yeah, we've had a delirious uh, psychedelic electronic producer on the show, and I'm delirious from drinking a whole bottle of Akasi. Yeah, you really. Yeah, see, I didn't need. To, I didn't need to. Drink. You took like uh, like three little 
puppy seps. I don't know if I'm feeling the Akasi. Not in the Akasi. It's a 2015 Chardonnay. Yeah, well, it's a good fucking year, dude. Good thing we got four of them. Can I tell yeah. you something? In an African language, the name Akasi translates to horses, our pride and joy. Uh, did you just make that up because you saw a horse on this? <laughs> I read it on the back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> wow, dude. Yeah. Well, you know, if you learned, if you, we're going to say you didn't learn anything from this mess of a podcast. <laughs> you can at least say <laughs> you learned that Akasi yeah. is South African for pride and joy, yeah. which is pretty much just Dutch. With, like, some other shit in it. It's big Afrikaans there. It's, uh, it's African. If you've ever seen Blood Diamond, you'll know what we're talking about. Unrealistic. Yeah. We're trying to make American werewolves great again. <laughs> you know, I think that should be, like, the That's ending idea. Is that we need to make more werewolf movies and make them fucking good. Have them mean something. Right, yeah. I think that is the point of this discussion. I want to make a werewolf movie. I... I uh, a long time ago, I started writing a werewolf movie called Shift um, about classism huh. uh, in Miami. <laughs> you know? That would be hella uncomfortable. In the 80s. Yeah, it's going to be in the 80s. <laughs> that would be even more someday, uncomfortable. Someday. Yeah, you want to go film in Miami? Yeah, Shift. <laughs> it. Film yeah. a werewolf movie in Miami? <laughs> no. Well, do it in New Hampshire. We can bring palm trees to New Hampshire. That's true. We got them in California. Because there's definitely there's right a there. good there's a good waterfall scene and there's some good waterfalls in New Hampshire. Miami just what, has so what, cocaine so give and us a, a waterfall. Give us a quick plot. What is shift? Um. <laughs> so, oh man, this sucks. I wrote this in like college. Uh. So a guy it's not like mastered yet? But. Yeah, yeah. It's really not mastered. Yet. I haven't thought about it at all. Um. So a guy uh is hit by car and he loses his eye. Right. And then um, he gets a donor eye from this dude. And it's a, for some reason, it's a yellow eye, but it's a match. <laughs> like, he doesn't know why. <laughs> and this guy chose this dude to give his eye to so he can be his werewolf, like a, like, protege mentor. Yeah. And he's like, a, this is a rich guy. And he works, like, this shit job. Um, he's, like, killing the guy who, like, hit him with the car. And like exploring all this rage stuff with killing a bunch of people who wronged him, and then the guy tries to make him rich, and then he they do a battle inside of this um, like Cuban this high class Cuban uh, restaurant. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the night, they both transform and start killing everyone. Okay. Like while this uh, this this like Cuban <laughs> like like jazz plays <laughs> like the the jazz just plays over these people murdering everyone brutally in a restaurant as nice. werewolves okay cool that's all i, really, <laughs> that's all I got that's it. yeah i don't know i like it i started in college man i, don't I, know. I, 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 like I thought shift. about that a long time yeah, <laughs> yeah that's cool. like shift that's all i remember shift dude check it out in theaters 2018 <laughs> john landis <laughs> <laughs> what's the last movie john landis Raw directed Boutin. Um, I don't know, Blues Brothers 2000. Oh, Man. God, shut the fuck No, he's done more since then, but it doesn't matter, though. Yeah, he doesn't care. He blew it. Oh, his, son, he, his son, Max Landis, just does those movies now and acts like he's oh, just right. given... Uh, I'm going to take this moment. I know we're supposed to be ending, but I'm taking this moment to talk a bunch of shit about Max Landis because I've also been drinking a bunch of uh, a chaos <laughs> one. 
Max Landis can go fuck himself. You think you can write fucking Chronicle and think you're hot shit and Hollywood loves you? That movie's a piece of shit. No one likes that fucking movie. He didn't reinvent the genre. He did a fucking a found footage film uh, about superpowers. Oh, you did the, the, the you combined the two hottest genres that exist and made a movie with your dad's money. Then you do a drunk video about the death of Superman. You think you're fucking cool. You don't have any skills. Your movies suck. You suck. Stop giving Max. Stop giving Max Landis money. Stop pretending he knows what he's doing. What other movies has he done? They're other letting than Sci-Fi is letting him do a show, okay? Where they just do uh, 4chan creepypasta. He just takes stories that are written on the internet and he just makes them into a show per season because he doesn't. He can't write anything himself because he's a hack. Fuck him. All right. Hey, and uh, creepypasta ain't copy written. It's probably not. I hopefully they pay him. I love creepy pasta. Won't lie, but who I don't love is Max. Do you hear that, Max Landis? <laughs> Do you, is this mic working, Max Landis? I hate Max Landis well, so much for us sending this episode to John Landis. Now. If you, Max, if you want to be a guest, grow some, grow a fucking dick, get on this microphone, and we'll hash it out, man. I'm ready. I'm ready to to sort out beefs on this podcast. I'm not. You know, I'm not above that shit, dude. Yeah, grow a But microphone. right now, yeah. go fuck yourself, dude. I'll kill your dog, man. Yeah, grow. <laughs> we should end this podcast. Dead last. All right. Uh, so, like, uh, so plugs. So, we're all going to be at Great North this weekend. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, this is going to come out after that. Um, is it, though? Can we're we gonna, get it? Yeah, well, yeah we're going to go ahead and say that Great North was a huge success. <laughs> we're all great. I nailed it. Yeah. I had a threesome. Nice. It was super cool. With us? With 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 Luke, Luke and Rob. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah. Radio Banana. We bonded. <laughs> we taught we werewolfed out. We discovered puberty within ourselves. I'm excited to yeah, to yeah. bring you to bring you with us. Yeah, that's gonna it's, be fun. It's gonna be experience, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna get drunk. I'm gonna do uh tons of drugs. Nice. Sorry, mom and dad. Now you listen to this podcast, but I will do <laughs> cocaine as well as uh probably um Acid or something. I don't know. Maybe something <laughs> cool I don't know about yet. Why don't we bring a couple of b- bottles yeah, of Akasi? I'm going to load up, see where the I'm night load up takes on a us. case of Akasi 2015 <laughs> Chardonnay. And we're going to get a wet and wild. Great North sponsored by Akasi South African 2015 Chardonnay. Yeah, we're sponsored officially. You're Although they, they just rebranded according to the person in the liquor store to Stonehearth oh. or something. So this right. is a dead brand. Well, that, dead, dead, brand, last, dead last. Dead, dead brand. Yeah. A brand that no longer exists is yeah. what we drink. Brand last. Zombie wine, bitch. Yeah. Um, um, and I want a quick shout out. I, I said if anybody wanted to tweet at us for any questions about the episode, um, I didn't check Twitter, so shout out. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I have people uh, engage us. <laughs> engage us, of course. We'll engage you. Yeah. Um, also, uh, what was the last thing I wanted to say? Uh, what what do, you, do you do? You have any plugs for the future past Great North? Hey, do you have do any? You fu- do you have any future coming up past yeah. Great North? Please check out Supercilious on SoundCloud. Yeah, dude. Adam on MySpace. Buy my shit. All buy, of it, dude. Shameless. I love that. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. That's the test, dude. That's the only thing I want. You to do. <laughs> Mission dude, accomplished. Dude, yeah, that I have awesome. no end user license agreements. He with is my a, oh, cool. tri- a tribal tattoo yeah. came yeah. to life. Yeah. yeah. If you're in, if you have a tribal tat, or if your girl does, yeah, just imagine me 
as a tribal tattoo, giving you a hug. Yeah. Or if you have well, bu- realistic yeah. butterfly tattoos on your tits, just all mm. I can say to you is like, watch out for birds, man. Yeah. Like they will attack you. Yeah. Hey, Amen. Do you Anytime. think? Do you think she started out with caterpillars on her tits? <laughs> <laughs> what a deep philosophical question, man. I would hope they would, like, like, like for the little... sake of the deepness of the tattoo. Like, yeah, well, my pussy was first a caterpillar, and then, a, <laughs> then a chrysalis, and then a fucking fly. <laughs> hey, man, so cool. Covered in tribal barbed wire, the whole time. <laughs> tribal barbed wire. Yeah. Anyways, uh, right. this has been, uh, you know, that fucking thing we do, dead last bug. Yeah. I'm gonna go to sleep. Good night, Rob. <laughs> Uh, so we say goodnight And so We say goodnight So we say goodnight uh, Review us on iTunes Follow us on Twitter Yeah review us Why don't you uh, Come to our shows come to Go our to La Special Yeah Come see Thunder Bar Comedy yeah. In Boston yeah. We got uh, Sean Patton September 23rd He's been on Vice And mm-hmm. on uh, This Is Not Happening And he's a really good comic And Brian Cook Of Rock Sean Fiction. Patton is coming Sean Patton Not as good no, wait, who did you think? Sean Penn. Penn? Oh, Sean Penn. Let's go with Sean Penn. You know, Sean he, Penn. he was Sam. Yeah, Joe, Anyways, Joe Penn? <laughs> wh- let me backtrack for a second. Come see Sean Penn at Thunder Bar Comedy. We've got Joe Penn. Also featuring uh, a friend of Spectral Jeff, Aaron Penn. <laughs> He'll be there. Shout out to Spectral Jeff for not um, making the air conditioning turn on for the whole episode. That was hilarious, Spectral yeah, Jeff. It Thanks. Was great. It was really hot in here, but we just opened the doors to this fucking basement. Yeah, I'm just going to dump the rest of this Akasi on my head and kind of cool off. But anyways, buy Akasi wine if you can find it, even though it literally doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> uh, um, my, all my shit still exists. Go buy it. Supercilious. <laughs> buy Supercilious. This has been a fucking yes, buy mess. Buy Supercilious. Um, we are going to go hard in October with pretty much podcasts for weeks. Yeah. So yeah. get your fucking spooky pants on. Yeah. And we're going to hand out a bunch of cards at Great North. So if you're hearing this. Uh, after getting your card at Great North, I'm really sorry. Read it. Just uh, take it out of your pocket and read yeah, it. Yeah, take yeah, the you're card, done read it. Tearing it up for all your joint crushes. Listen to <laughs> listen to some other episodes. Better not use them for your fucking joint crushes. They're probably hippies. Good. Yeah, if you fucking crush weed or cocaine with that, that's really disrespectful, dude. These I'm planning on getting. I'm gonna get the the gloss, not the matte. Okay. It's also oh, you're using, you're also using a lead based ink, just in case. Yeah, yeah just in fuck case. You. Hope fuck you like cyanide based business cards. You fucking asshole. <laughs> All right. Good night. See spooky. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, Good night. God bless. Good job, Little old